Microsoft Activision Blizzard Analysis, Silver Edition, Aspiring for Gold, January 20th, 2022. We have made our first definitively wrong prediction in the Lightshed Top 22 for 22. We said we believed Bobby Kotick would survive 2022 running Activision Blizzard in what could be, quote, Kotick's last stand. We said if things did not improve, then bigger strategic changes would become unavoidable. 18 days into 2022, Activision announced a deal to sell itself to Microsoft. Kodak is essentially a lame duck and his survival through the year is tied to the timing of regulatory approval or a chance the deal is not approved. In retrospect, M&A was basically unavoidable. It was a matter of if, not when, and what form it would take. As we said last week, quote, talent is the lifeblood of a studio business. Kodak had not only lost a significant amount of talent, whether in numbers or commitment, but also his ability to recruit. And the recruitment issue had been heightened by significant competition for talent, either from those employing a, quote, metaverse strategy, the influx of venture investment into Interactive and Web3, or more direct competitors. There was nobody at Activision Blizzard to fill Codex's role, nor any obvious choices externally, exactly the reason we predicted near-term survival for the ATVI CEO. Microsoft was the only logical buyer. It turns out Microsoft was the perfect and maybe the only possible buyer for ATVI, ultimately why the sale price was so low. The most obvious reason is the check size. Many companies would like to own Activision Blizzard's assets. However, very few companies could digest ATVI's $68.7 billion price tag, especially if the demand was cash. Those that could marry desire and wherewithal are the usual tech giant candidates, Meta, Amazon, Google, and maybe Apple. Unfortunately, each of these companies is now under regulatory scrutiny of some kind and is in no position to do a deal, especially of that size. The second reason Microsoft fits so well is its leadership. Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming, is one of the few executives that we believe could make the cultural changes at ATVI to reverse the talent drain. Spencer is well-respected by developers, players, partners, and investors. If Microsoft wasn't interested, or if the deal ultimately runs into a regulatory problem, the path is unclear. The best possible scenario might be a dissolution of ATVI's three core divisions and a separate sale of each. For starters, that would significantly open the universe of buyers. It also unlocks more synergy. The truth is, we are not sure how much synergy existed between ATVI's three principal divisions of Activision, Blizzard, and King. At times, it felt like there was even dissynergy. The King deal was a successful financial transaction for ATVI. However, the promise of using King's mobile expertise to unlock mobile for the Activision and Blizzard divisions was better in theory than it was in practice. Those divisions made some strides in mobile, most notably through Call of Duty Mobile and possibly with the forever in development Diablo Immortal. 
However, we must note that the developers of those games are Tencent and NetEase, respectively. The skill set in building casual games is very different than that of deep, immersive games on mobile. We wonder if Take-Two will come to a similar conclusion once it digests Zynga. If there is a hiccup in the Microsoft deal, whether the deal is blocked or King is divested as a concession, not something we believe Microsoft would want, we believe King would end up with one of its casual games competitors like Playtika or Applovin. Scale is more important than ever for these LTV to CAC businesses as they face the acquisition and ad monetization challenges created by IDFA. Activision and Blizzard are a better fit on the surface, however they never seem to be a cultural fit, and Blizzard never fulfilled its promise under ATVI control except for the surprise hit in Overwatch. In a breakup scenario, there will be options for Blizzard. If Tencent spins Riot off at some point, whether Chinese control of the U.S.-based asset becomes a problem or other reasons, Blizzard could be a fit. Activision catalyzes Microsoft's nearer-term subscription ambitions. Microsoft has been consistent in their gaming strategy over the past several years, favoring a strategy of inclusivity hoping to attract current and future AAA gamers to Xbox by expanding availability to new business models and devices. This stands in contrast to Xbox's principal competitor, Sony, who has marketed exclusive content and pushed the boundaries of console hardware. Integral to the strategy is the combination of subscription and streaming, which it now offers through Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which includes Xbox Cloud Gaming. We have been skeptical about Microsoft's ability to execute on its vision, mostly as we did not see a compelling reason for publishers to, quote, contribute frontline content to third-party subscription services, end quote, is what we wrote three years ago. We said we saw, quote, no compelling reason for publishers to enable a new gatekeeper, especially after watching what has happened to the video industry over the past decade, end quote. Publishers have indeed been reticent to contribute titles that would make a Netflix of games a compelling service. In turn, the only way for Microsoft to execute on its vision was to move the needle with first-party content. It has further built out its studio capabilities since and punctuated that with the acquisition of ZeniMax. Adding ATVI's titles will certainly catalyze growth from Microsoft's 25 million subscriptions, an achievement that the company not coincidentally announced with the deal. And with that growth will likely come more third-party content. While the name Xbox is tied to Xbox hardware, we re-emphasize that Microsoft is actively working to de-link the Xbox platform and Xbox Live social network from console hardware in favor of a future where players can play any game on any screen. A lot of investors analyze this deal through the lens of console games, and Sony took a bath on the news. However, over the last three years, only 30% of bookings at ATVI actually have come from the console business. Mobile has been the biggest contributor, mostly through Candy Crush. But Blizzard is still mostly PC, 
making PC nearly as big as console. And the Blizzard games will certainly be added to Game Pass. Microsoft increasingly well positioned to be Metaverse winner. Thinking longer term, this separation of the Xbox platform and focus on cross-platform, cloud, and subscription seamlessly lays the groundwork for Microsoft's Metaverse ambitions. Broadly, an industry move in this direction will bring more people into games, which are a powerful on-ramp to quote Metaverse. For Microsoft specifically, we have continuously said we see the building blocks of Metaverse consisting of a handful of dominant 3D interactive platforms where users seamlessly move through experiences and communities across any device. The building blocks of the building blocks are coming into view, especially as we think about adding Minecraft and the UGC possibilities and capabilities that come with it. In retrospect, we have not been cognizant enough of Microsoft's seat at the Metaverse table, choosing to focus on Roblox, Epic, and Meta. Perhaps we ignored Microsoft because they have not put the label on themselves and have not yet focused on digital identity. But as we think about Zuckerberg's vision for the Metaverse as the 3D interactive place where we work and play, Microsoft seems to have the superior capabilities, especially when we consider its workplace assets in Office, Teams, and LinkedIn. If gaming is the launchpad for the metaverse, Microsoft's platform and assets appear far more metaverse-focused than meta is today. Regulatory uncertainty, especially abroad. ATVI stock closed yesterday at 82.15, 10% below its all-cash takeout price of $95 per share. The widespread is indicative of the perceived regulatory risk surrounding the deal and the long-expected close period, also because of expected regulatory scrutiny. In the United States, we do not see why this deal would be blocked by any kind of traditional antitrust precedent. However, it is worth noting that we do not really know the DOJ approach to tech antitrust in the current administration. This deal is both horizontal, as ATVI is joined with Microsoft's collection of game studios, and vertical, marrying distribution via Xbox, cloud, and subscription with the publishing assets. The measure of a horizontal deal is typically market share, however defined by the regulators. In the broadest sense, if the market is defined by entertainment, new Microsoft is a pimple. If we narrow it to overall gaming revenue or even software revenue, the company would not even be the global leader. Vertical deals are almost never blocked. See Live Nation Ticketmaster. Those deals are typically subject to, quote, behavioral remedies and or divestitures if there is a perceived issue. In this case, the most likely remedy is the guaranteed continued distribution of ATVI games onto platforms competitive with Xbox, including the larger Sony. The nuance of such a remedy could get interesting. Subscription is a key pillar to Microsoft's game strategy, and advancing Game Pass is a major reason the company pursued this acquisition. Would regulatory dictate that Microsoft must offer ATVI games to competing subscription services on reasonable terms? 
As we mentioned, a divestiture of King could be another possible concession. King gives Microsoft significantly more players with its 245 million MAU and could be somewhat strategic to Microsoft's ad business, including LinkedIn, Bing, and Xander, but does not fit as seamlessly with Microsoft's other gaming ambitions. We suspect Microsoft would have no trouble unloading King if forced by the regulators. While we feel good about U.S. approval, we are less certain about other markets where admittedly we know less about regulatory standards. The good news for Microsoft is the company has escaped the scrutiny of its tech giant brethren. However, the EU and UK still feel like a wild card. The often cited example yesterday was the UK's problem with the Metagiphy deal. That still befuddles us, yet it illustrates how Europe is taking the lead in trying to limit the market power of large tech platforms. Of course, China is a black hole. We would think they would not want to rock the boat on a deal with such little impact on the market, especially as Tencent has such large gaming ownership in the U.S., but it is impossible to predict. Additional M&A is not a given. Between this deal and the Take-Two Zynga deal, we have seen the two largest transactions in games occur in the past two weeks. Logic would dictate the M&A wave would continue. However, we are skeptical we will see more sizable deals. The companies that would likely be the most interested in buying game publishers are the large tech companies with metaverse ambitions, especially Meta. As we mentioned earlier, though, these companies are under too much global regulatory scrutiny to attempt any substantial M&A. Netflix is a possible buyer of studio assets as the company expands into games. However, we do not expect them to make a play for a large publisher. Instead, we see a collection of smaller studio acquisitions. We believe Netflix will play Moneyball as it adds games to its membership, bringing games on that are largely overlooked by players, but would have success when highlighted as part of a broader offering. We could also see acquisitions that help Netflix to evolve video content to add interactivity. Epic is worth watching as well. That company's metaverse platform will continue to take shape with the rollout of Fortnite Creative 2.0 this year, which is a clear focus for them. However, Epic has been active in acquiring both technology and first-party content, including Rocket League, Fall Guys, and Harmonix. Many have pointed to Sony as looking to acquire more first-party content in the wake of this deal. We are skeptical. If the goal is to go and acquire a standalone Take-Two, still possible despite the announced deal, to take the IP PlayStation exclusive, they destroy a lot of value by limiting the player base. Remember, Microsoft has no ambitions of making ATVA titles exclusive, just adding those titles to Game Pass. In terms of horizontal M&A, we don't see much fit among the AAA publishers. The list of players is small, and Ubisoft is a tough integration for anyone. Warner is the most likely candidate as the WBD deal closes. EA could be a fit there. We will likely see more consolidation among mobile publishers as scale becomes more imperative.
We must not forget about Discord, who Microsoft tried to buy last year. Discord is a key communications and community platform that would be strategic across Web2 and Metaverse platforms. We would not be surprised for someone to take a run. Again, the most natural fit would be the tech buyers, if they could do something. Does the ATVI deal preclude Microsoft from Discord in the future? Finally, Valve remains a mystery. If founder Gabe Newell ever got the ambition to get bigger or sell, that company could be a strategic piece.